Well, good day, good day, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and whatever time it is there where you are. I want to thank you for joining Arctic Eric, that's me, on Fika with Arctic Eric right here at the kitchen table. This is part number seven. I wasn't sure if I was going to ever get done with part six. It just kept growing and expanding, and I hope you've been blessed and encouraged by all of these. But now we are at part seven in faith in Christ always. And as I said early on, on the first part, which was a bit of an introduction, that faith is important, but it is not our focus. It is not our goal. We are to, by grace, keep our focus upon Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Alpha and Omega in Him, are all the wonderful things we've been searching for. That's right. In Christ Jesus, all eternal wisdom and knowledge is found. But faith is an element. Faith is important. Because by faith, we're able to receive that which God reveals in Scripture is for us through the work of Jesus Christ. And it is possible to believe, it is possible to have ever-increasing faith because faith comes to us from God as we hear the Bible, the Scriptures, the Word of God, the words concerning, the message concerning Jesus Christ. And as we look at faith and the word believe, let's keep in mind that there are other words we can use to amplify the meaning of believe or faith. Adhere to, trust in, rely on, and have faith in. So it's important to know that that this word faith, this word believe, is incredibly rich and deep, and God wants to remind us that it means to hang on to, to trust in, to rely totally and completely upon. Not our faith, not an organization, not a set of creeds, but a person. The person of the Lord Jesus Christ is the object of our faith. And you say, but how do I do it? God will help you do it. God has done it for you in Christ Jesus. Our faith comes through him as we hear and seek him. Listen, if you open your Bible, you can seek for and find many different things. But it might be a grand idea, a good idea, a life-changing idea to seek first the kingdom and the king of that kingdom, Jesus Christ, when you open your Bible. But that's another topic. Okay, we're going to move on. This is part seven, as I said. And we're going to start as we continue here in John chapter 6, verses 28 through 69. I'm going to lift some things out here because we see where Jesus talks about believing. He talks about faith. And it's important that we hear what he has to say. I think the first point here in verse 28 has probably been an issue in everyone's life at some time or another. And the question is this. His disciples are asking him, what must we do to do the works God requires? What is our part? What do we need to do? If we want to please God, if we want to do what God demands, what God requires, what do we do? I mean, that's the question for many. 
not only before birth, the new birth, the rebirth, conversion, but even after. And Jesus answers, and he's speaking to us today. The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Listen now. Jesus is being asked, what must I do? What must you do in order to do that which God demands, that which God requires? And we know through Scripture that which pleases God. What is it? Jesus says clearly the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. This is the work that God wants to do, and this is the work we do. We receive, as we hear the gospel message, the ability from God to believe in what the gospel says. And then we believe it. We choose to believe it. We willingly say yes to the gospel. Let's go on. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? And you know, that's a classic question that we need to learn to ask all the time. Jesus, if I've done the work that God requires, which is to believe on you, what will you do, God? What will you do, Jesus? What do you desire to do, Holy Spirit? So let's go on here. It says, Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus says to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Look at that. What is the sign so that we can believe? Well, the sign is that the true bread, the bread of life, has come down to us that we might dine not only with him, but upon him through faith as we believe he is the Son of God, the Son of Man, the one who's been sent to us as our sustenance, as our very, very life. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me, it doesn't say whoever knows about me. It doesn't say everyone who believes in a historical me, but those who come to me as the person I am the risen Christ, the Son of Man, and the Son of God, those who come to me will never be hungry because that bread is in us. It comes down from heaven daily, and we dine upon it daily, and we never hunger as Scripture by the Spirit enlightens the glorious bread from heaven. It also says, Whoever believes in me will not be thirsty. And we're going to see why in just a moment. But as I told you, you have seen me and still you don't believe. Listen, there are many who've heard the gospel message. There are many who see him in scripture, but still don't believe. But it's always possible to believe when we make the decision to believe. 
All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. Listen, when you come to him, he'll never turn you away. Never. Going on, he says, listen, no one can come to me unless the Father who sends him draws me. And God is drawing us to himself continually. Now, of course, it is initially that's, that's the most critical, getting that start where the king moves to the inside of us, where the kingdom comes within us. The king being Christ and a domain, a kingdom is the domain where he desires to rule and reign. Oh, that we might learn to cry out, let your will be done, O Lord, not mine. But to say that we need to know what his will is, and it's through scripture that we discover what the will of God is. But God is drawing us to himself. Verily, verily, I tell you, the one who believes, that's you and me, and if you haven't yet believed, this is for you when you believe, that one who believes has eternal life. Jesus repeats again, I am the bread of life. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And that's for you, and that's for me today. How? Through that gift of faith that comes as we hear the good news, the gospel message. We go on here. It says, the Spirit gives life. The Holy Spirit gives life. You must be born again by the Spirit. It says, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I've spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. In other words, don't depend upon your flesh. Depend upon God and the Spirit that gives you life continually. He lives on the inside of you. And as you've heard a number of times here at the kitchen table, thanks again for being here, by the way, that the Holy Spirit is also called the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of Jesus, and the Spirit of grace, this wonderful person of the Holy Spirit. He gives life continually, not just once with the new birth, but continually. And continually we are to depend not upon the flesh and our own skills, talents, and abilities, our own energy and effort, no, we're to depend upon the source of life on the inside of us, the Mighty One, the Lord Jesus Christ, by His Spirit. He goes on to say, Yet there are some of you who don't believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe. And He went on to say, This is why I told you no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Then he asked the question, Do you want to lead me too? Jesus asked the twelve, and I think he's asking us, Do you want to lead me too? But Simon Peter said, Lord, and this is, this is something we all need to allow him to help us to see and understand and, and to proclaim ourselves, Lord, where else can we go? To whom else could we possibly go? You, Jesus, have the words of eternal life. Jesus, you have more than philosophy. You have the words of eternal life. 
and we have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Oh, that God might do that for each of us continually to not only believe, but to know deep within, experientially, that he is the Holy One of God. Okay, we got just a couple more verses here as we continue to look at part seven at the kitchen table of faith in Christ always. We're going to still be in John here, chapter seven, verse 38. He who believes in me, as scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. I said earlier that I would take up this, that you would not be thirsty. Well, we who believe in him, and we believe in him according to Scripture, and according to Scripture, he says this, out of his heart, out of your heart and my heart, the renewed inner man, the hidden man of the heart, the place where the Holy Spirit lives, that part of our soul called our spirit, out of there will flow rivers of living water. But you know, if we're not allowing it to flow through us, out to those around us, then we ourselves will not be as refreshed by that water as we could be. If it sits there like a pool, it can become stagnant in a way. But God says, out of your heart will flow, will flow, will flow, O Lord. Flow through each of us today with your living water to a dying and thirsty world around us. In Acts 11, we're going to have two verses here in Acts before we're done here at the kitchen table again and again and again. God bless you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. May he be encouraging you as you hear the scriptures. Acts eleven seventeen. If therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was that that I could withstand God? Well, what, what is he talking about here? Seems like some people have received the same gift as the disciples had, as the proclaimers of good news had when they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. What is this? Well, let's go to chapter 15, verse 8. And God, who is acquainted with and understands the heart, bore witness to them, giving them the Holy Spirit as he also did us. Listen, when we receive the infilling to overflowing of the Holy Spirit, things flat begin to happen in and through our lives. The Bible takes on a whole new dimension. Ministry takes on a whole new dimension because it's Christ in us who's doing that ministry. Our prayer life becomes a whole nother reality. We not only can see clearly that Christ is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us, but the Holy Spirit will lead us in prayer. We don't know how to pray like we should, but the Holy Spirit, He knows. And he wants to pray as, as we allow him to enlighten us. And we go with the flow of the river of water through us, praying out for others. Wow, okay, I'm going to try to stop there. In fact, I will. Looking forward to being back here with you again at the kitchen table for part eight. I've kind of looked through my notes, and it could be as many as 12 parts, because faith in Christ always is such an incredible subject because the real subject is the Christ in whom we place our faith. 
Well, listen, again, enjoyed being with you here at the kitchen table, and I say may the Lord bless you today. Good day.